0: welcome to the grounded catholic podcast of catholic who's at the university of virginia i'm father joseph anthony Cress, and today we talk about failure karen and i have an opportunity to kind of take a pause during this lenten season talk about how we're doing on our lenten practices but also address the uh, the struggles with failure in the christian life um, how do we as followers of jesus christ and disciples of jesus deal with our own failures and the struggles that we go through in both admitting the reality of our failures, but also allowing that to be an opportunity for God's glory, God's mercy, uh, and God's presence in our lives. So we hope you kind of enjoy this discussion, but also uh, see it as a way to grow closer to God, even in the midst of our own failures. Let's chat about um, failure. So like that's gonna be the hardest opening of an episode I think we've ever had. Um, Are we starting now? Yeah, we don't this know. This is the start? We've already started. Oh, cool. Yeah, here oh, it is. Oh, dang it. Yeah, um, but the reason why I wanna talk about failure is because it's something that I particularly struggle with. Um, and- You fail at failure?
1: <laughs> 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 yes, yes, I'm
0: amazing at fail. failing at failure. Um, no, it's, it's something that like I've, I've had a lot of ups and downs with and, and kind of dealing with my own failures. But I think for a lot of people, we, we go through this experience right around this time of our liturgical year, because we're a few weeks into Lent, right? And we've made all these kind of, uh, maybe ambitious is the way to say that ambitious Lenten practices always yes you know I want to sleep on a bed of nails uh four nights a week or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and then around this time of Lent a few weeks in those things just kind of start to peter out and the weather starts to turn and break it's beautiful here in Charlottesville this week and you start to like kind of let go of some of those things and you realize, then it hits you. At least, it hits me um that like you're failing at your Lenten practices. Yeah, and thus it like has this weird connotation. Then that you're failing as a Christian, and it's it's this weird cycle. um I saw a video of one of my buddies, uh, Rob kazmark He was talking about this experience, and has really like kind of been staying with me last week or so. Where he's like, I feel like a Lenten loser, mm. like. I had all these ambitious things to do for Lent and then I circle around and three weeks in and I haven't really kept up with any of them. And I feel like this just absolute loser that I can't even do the simplest things now. Like, how do you respond to that? So I want to take this episode and talk about our experiences of failure because we have uh, talked about this a lot and how we grow through this and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, just to say like, this is this is one of those experiences that we can go um I think everybody's starting to taste a little bit of that right now in Lent.
1: Yeah. And what's so funny is when we perceive one kind of failure, we let all of the other failures in our life come up and snowball. Oh, yes. And it's then just one giant reminder of like, I suck. Mm-hmm. Like, I, maybe I never got this right. Yeah. Maybe this is my, I remember like the lies that I would hear. Um, you know, like we all have our ups and downs. We can be on like a spiritual don't make fun of me. Um, we can be on like a spiritual roller coaster where there are times where we're just really cruising. We're like way up high above the clouds. and then there are times where things just tank. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest temptations for me is when I experience failure, oftentimes it's very familiar feelings, yeah, and I listen to those voices that say this is the true state of who you are and maybe all of those other things were the lie Mm -hmm. maybe all those times when you were succeeding maybe that was when you were a sham like you convinced everyone else that you were okay but you knew deep down that this is Mm -hmm. who you really are and
0: it's because like those high points those are so fleeting and rare but what's always there What's always consistent, you always come back to is the fact that, like, you're a sham at all of
1: this. Oh, you're, yeah, that you're a sinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you go into the confessional, and like we talked about last time, yeah, yeah. it's those same darn things. Same
0: four or five.
1: Yeah. So that's something that I have wrestled so much with. And this conversation, I think, can go in so many ways. And yeah. even when we were talking about it beforehand, it was incredible the amount of topics that we covered and the like, like 10 minutes not of brainstorming. Even, I know. Um, but I think the thing that really stuck out to both of us, um, what's been on our hearts, what's been in our prayer has been what does like the goodness of failure. I know. And I think oftentimes in our spiritual life, we wanna run away from those times. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And those feelings of like, maybe this is just who I am. You know, it's like those are despairing thoughts. And those lead us into like depression, Uh anxiety Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's there's a certain amount of like self-loathing and shame that's Uh accompanied with those feelings of failure. And I wish that I could say that the times when I'm doing good, I'm never failing. And it's like you but know that's but that's it's not that we never fail it's our attitude towards failure that needs to have a dramatic makeover
0: it's it's this weird aspect because like there's this temptation to be just like resigned to failure Mm -hmm. and that then takes your legs out from you that kind of leads you to despair it's like well I'm going to fail anyway so why even try you know and there's this resignation to it which is different I think than accepting our failures
1: well kind of kind of yeah I think I think that it can be pushed and this is something that I I experienced where it was an acceptance of my failures to the place where like I embrace them, but not in a healthy way. Yeah. Of like a yeah. wow, I am always going to be this terrible. I am not worthy of mercy and love, and almost like a, I claimed my failures as my identity.
0: But th- see, that's different than just like uh, I think the recognition and acceptance of like, okay, this is this is real, but this is not my identity. Like this doesn't overtake who I am, and Those this are- doesn't become like. And, and I'm hearing the um, the quote of uh, what's his name? Why can't I think of this right now? John Paul II. Um, <laughs> how dare you! I know, I know. That. I'm like, what is happening to me? But um, you know, you're not the sum of your failures. You're the sum of the Father's love for you. Yeah. And and how ridiculously important that statement is because we 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 jump into that temptation. We we jump into believing those lies all the time. And um, I think the one of the other things that is super important to understand, and this is what kind of started kicking off um, this whole idea for, for this topic for me, was meditating on the crucifixion. As we get closer and closer to Holy Week in preparation for Good Friday and the Paschal Mysteries, but meditating on the crucifixion, the Lord was an abject failure, you know? And that's like the this is the paradox of the christian life is that these things that are constantly in from you know on paper and from every other way you should look at it should be considered failure
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yet they're the source of our redemption right. they're the source of god's greatest acts of love and mercy within us and so like that dynamic of struggling with you know the the, the paradox of um of failure and victory and failure and mercy and love. And like, how do we deal with all of that? So that, that was kind of like was leading into, but to l- constantly look at like, there are so many points of the Lord's life where he would have been considered a failure.
1: Well, I'm thinking about the gospel from today where Jesus is accused, like he casts out a demon from a man who was mute mm-hmm. and the people don't say like, oh, this was, you know, wow, nice job. I guess, you know, <laughs> you got lucky there. Like they they don't attribute it to human means. They right. don't attribute it. Like they, they recognize there's something s- supernatural mm-hmm. going on and they attribute it to evil. Like that, I remember in one of my classes, like my professor just kind of like getting so animated and being like, this should shake us to our core that Jesus's mission is now attributed to great evil. And like, in that respect, Jesus coming and doing all these great things. It's like, well, Lord, couldn't you have done something to where the people knew that it was coming from God, that it was like coming from that. You were good. Like you can't even convince your own people that you're good. Not even that you're neutral. Yeah. (laughs) You're convincing them that you're evil. And like that, really should disturb us it's true and you know like it's you know the people that jesus came to redeem and save you're thinking like well you're god shouldn't you know how to like do it the right way to where people receive it the right way yeah. you know like shouldn't you win everyone to yourself like that's success
0: can't you just like snap your fingers and everybody like oh yeah i get it now right you yeah you're god let's follow what do you want us to do yeah. We'll do whatever you want.
1: Like, yeah. We'll do
0: whatever you tell you. Like, thank you so much for bringing clarity. You're the long awaited for. We've waited for generations. We've heard the stories of our fathers. Here you are. Let's go. Yeah.
1: And, and
0: they're like, you're a devil.
1: Yeah. You're evil. You're evil. Yeah. So then like, it makes sense why they would persecute right. this man if they think that he is using the power of the devil to do these things great things and i this reminds me too so i've been wrestling this wrestling with this for years this is Mm -hmm. something that keeps coming back every lent that jesus when he carried his cross he fell yeah like yeah yeah. i i can't it, it still causes friction in my intellect and in my heart to hear that, to be like, you're God. You like, can't you even suffer in a powerful way? Oh yeah. You know, like shouldn't y- you're God, you shouldn't have fallen. Like you tripped. Like, how, how is that? <laughs> how it's, does that yeah. work? And and the thing is, like, the fact that Jesus was human, there's something about our humanity that invites failure. Like mm-hmm. there's something that is Like we're not God, (laughs) we are not perfect, and we are always going to be weak and and like you know Jesus tripping is not a sin, us making mistakes is are not sinful, Mm -hmm. you know like us experiencing like we talked about in our confession episode, us experiencing temptations is not us sinning. Like we're always going to experience the depth of our human weakness, and yet. God does more incredible things through that than he does with our strength and our gifts. And that hurts me because I want, I want those gifts. I want to be good and great and have people look to me and be like, either like that is a talented person. That is a, you know, beautiful person. That is a like holy person. Like I want people to look at me and be like, Wow.
0: You want people to be inspired by you and be yes. like, like, oh my gosh, I want to change my life because of you. Yes. And, and those are good things to watch. And that happens. <laughs> we we are inspired by each other. Like this is the beauty of human relationships is that we assist and help each other. And the Lord in his wisdom um invites us to participate in the redemption of each other. Right. You know, which is like blows my mind, mind-boggling. But there is that like weird little kind of uh Tinge of pride in there.
1: Oh, it's so full of pride. I don't want to admit it. I but would it love is. If it wasn't. But. but like this
0: gets back to the garden, right? Why, why, why did Eve reach out and take the fruit? She wanted to be like God.
1: Yeah. Oh, she didn't. And that was the lie was that was already like God. Boom. That's like okay, okay, okay. This I think I've told this story on one of our podcasts of my time in adoration. Um. And I I was having a really hard time staying awake. I had done, like, a really super late night mm-hmm. holy hour.
0: Oh, late night holy hour. Right. Right. What? Now that-
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, Father. Drink your coffee. Um, I... But it was, you know, like, the last five or ten minutes, and I was like, I just got to stay awake. Like, give me something. I'm super bored. You hate to admit that you're bored in holy hours, but... It happens happens more often than you care to admit, but Mm -hmm. I, I was looking around. I didn't have any books with me because I'm like, I'm that great. I don't need something to read. Well, I'm looking around and I notice a piece of dried grass on the floor. Have I told this on the podcast?
0: I don't remember.
1: Well, I look at it and I just felt this like very quiet, like little, just like, ah, think on that. And so I'm like, okay, uh, it's dry, grass. it's grass. <laughs> it's, it's dead. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, the little pyromaniac in me is like, I bet I could catch that on fire immediately. <sighs> and and that, like, I, I remember, you know, when I'm thinking about it being dry, I, I felt this like, again, tiny little, tiny little whisper, like something that I probably could have easily written off. But it was like, when I thought, oh, it's super dry, I just felt this little like, this is good. And I got so pissed because it immediately reminded me of how I was feeling in prayer, which was dry. Mm -hmm. And like that word, you know, like when you're an English major, you're great at like, you know, overanalyzing, tearing things apart, like words mean every, all these different things. So I'm like, oh, dryness. Okay. Well, that must apply to me. But I remember being so upset and being like, no, it's not good. My dryness, my weakness, my failure is not good. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, tried to push that away and I'm thinking about all these other things. And then that thought like this could catch fire, like I could set this on fire super easily. And then again, this tiny little prompting that again affirmed this is good. Mm -hmm. And it was immediately like it was one of the, you know, like the connections finally came together and it was like, wait a second. Here I am begging the Lord for consolations. I'm begging him to send his water, like to water my soul. Like I feel like a parched desert and I deserve water. I deserve to be filled up. I deserve to receive like the good things, like the consolations, the inspirations to do great things. And here I am, like I can't even stay awake. I'm bored. I don't want to be here. And then the Lord so quickly showed me, like, Corinne, if you were filled up with all these things, like, you would be so full of yourself, and you still kind of are. Still
0: kind of are, let's face it. But, like,
1: I need to dry you out Mm -hmm. so that you can be set on fire with love, with my love. And, like, that is something I still have to go to because, man, I want those good things. Like, I still want those consolations, those inspirations, those, like, Moments of like I am being, you know, like I am being made holy. All you know, like I want confirmation that like good things are happening in my soul, and the Lord is like, you can't cling to those. Like, let me dry you out so that you can actually be set on fire. And
0: the Lord's the real pyromaniac. Oh, let's face it.
1: That's so true. The Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Let's set everything on fire. Light them up. Light (laughs) them up.
0: That's that's. But there's there there is that understanding like the desire for the constellations aren't bad. No. But I think that we we do look for the wrong confirmations that the Lord is working in our life. Yeah. You know? And the failures we more often than not, we we do two things and I think they're both incorrect. We either because of our failures, we identify with them. Yes. And we think that there are the totality of who we are. yeah. And thus, when we undercut any kind of affirmation that we receive, any kind of accolade that we receive, any kind of praise, we undercut immediately. as like, oh, they just don't know really who I am. Because deep mm-hmm. down inside, I'm just a joke. I'm a fraud. I'm a failure. Yeah. You know? And then sometimes we go to the opposite end. And because of the failures, it's, Lord, don't you care about me?
1: Yeah.
0: And now, now we start to undercut who God is, because they're like, I've, I've put in the work, I've shown up to my prayers, I've done everything. And yet, like, where are you? Like, I've prayed for this for years. And yet I'm still, you know, uh, suffering. You know, I'm still struggling in these areas. Don't you hear my prayers? Mm
1: -hmm. Obviously,
0: my failure means that my, (laughs) this is, this is the lie, right? My failure is, is bigger than God.
1: Well. More
0: powerful than God.
1: Isn't that funny that both of those extremes are still rooted in pride? Yeah. Like our our self-condemnation is itself also rooted in pride of like somehow my sins are too big for God. Yeah. That like there's something about me that (laughs) I, you know, I'm I'm too much for God. And oh my God gosh like (laughs) man (laughs) i do that a lot but we all do it really like it's you know and then we kind of are in another way like patting ourselves on the back and like wow look how humble i am (laughs) Mm -hmm. look i you know i i recognize you know the depth of my depravity and no like you're still being full of it um (laughs) so i think I, and I, I told you this, this story, but there's my favorite, one of my favorite books that brings me to tears every time. It's really silly or it, it's, it's beautiful, it, it's beautiful, but it sounds really silly. And it's, it's called you are special by Max Licato. <laughs> Honestly, I think everybody needs to own this book and read it like once a month. Yeah. Um, but
0: give us the postcard version of it. Don't worry, don't Not worry. Not as long as you were on the phone I earlier know, this morning, but well, legit postcards. Well, yeah, no, that was helpful. But
1: so essentially, it's these wooden people, and what they do all day is they give themselves like they give one another gold stars or gray dots depending on what they like or what they don't like. And so, um, it follows the story of this one wooden man who has received more gray dots than stars and is just really down on himself. And he notices this other woman who has no stickers at all. And he notices that anyone who gives her a star, it bounces off. Anyone who gives her a dot, it falls off. And he asks her secret. And she says, well, every, you know, every day I go to the woodcarver and I spend time with him. You should do that. So he does, and essentially the the woodcarver is just like, let me tell you who you are. But the thing that got me was the goal, which I would love if I could receive all the gold stars and none of the gray dots. <laughs> I would love if I received all the affirmation. And yet what is being portrayed as what is really true and good is not even letting what the world affirms in me stick. Only letting what my creator says about me Mm. to stick. Mm -hmm. I would love to never have any failures and to have all of the graces and all the blessings and all of the virtues. And yet that is not what God desires for me. He just desires for me to go to him and receive who he, who he is and for him to tell me who I am. And like that really, I mean how many times in the spiritual life are we, do we want to like, gather all the graces we want to collect all the virtues and like do all the things and be like this is what god wants
0: collect the virtues like they're pokemon you got to catch them all like gotta catch them all
1: but that's not what he wants like the theme for lent for me which i was so glad that you brought this up has been like corinne you are going to learn how weak you are Mm -hmm. and
0: so happy to play a part in letting you know how weak you are Uh, it's a joy of mine yep
1: you're such a vessel of (laughs) grace and humility um but but honestly like I think that that is a beautiful thing if during Lent we fail and we realize that we are not as great as we think we are and it it prompts us to then turn to God Mm mm-hmm for his grace and help. And like that, even if he, even if we just sit with him and he tells us who we are and we don't go out and do all these great works, that's okay. Like, yeah, it really does just come down to, can we throw ourselves into his arms Mm -hmm. even when we have nothing and just accept all that he is? And not, we don't go to him so that he can just build us up. Right. I think
0: that, I mean, this is getting to the point where we have to start talking about, like, how do we respond to the failures? Mm. Right? Because, I mean, we're, like, understanding, okay, we need to actually not attach ourselves to them, not allow the pride to then destroy our, our understanding of who we are and destroy our understanding of who God is. Sure. You know, and to go to him. And actually, like, cling to his voice, you know. Um, and and that's that's the amazing thing, though, is is sometimes he chooses to speak through the vocal cords of those around us. Yeah. And that's a whole nother mystery, right? Um. And, and we know that though, like, you can hear that voice at, at times. Um, but it's it's the response to like, okay, now let's let's say we have failed, in in we are starting to turn and say, how do I cling to the Lord within the context of this failure? How do I admit my weakness, but cling to him? Um, I think one of the first things that we should, because I, I see there's a few different types of ways to respond, especially like when we get back to the beginning, when we we're talking about Lenten promises or penances or, um, you know, whatever it may be, there's this temptation to realize like, oh, I've quote unquote fallen off the wagon. And now I need to double down and do it harder to make up for lost time, <laughs> right? And that's just, that's, that's not how we do this. Like, I, I think our always a response is to, to take that and just next step. Part of admitting the failure, part of understanding our weakness in, in great humility is to admit where I'm standing right now not where I once was, maybe like when things were, you know, running on all cylinders and everything was great. No. And maybe not where I want to be. It's good to say like, okay, I have goals and I want to grow. But at a certain point, you have to admit where you are and say, what's my next step? You know, how can I take that next step closer to Jesus? How do I hear his voice and follow him? You know, how do i take up my cross and start with one step after i have fallen just like he did you know and i think that's one of the the, the real struggles and that i've i've learned from like kind of just admitting failures and deal with failures and saying like i want to move from covered in gray dots to totally covered in stars yeah but not realizing my f- the first way to get there right and that's not necessarily the perfect the the right desire and the right goal, right? But like the first way is to take one step and you have to admit where you are. And um, sometimes it's not doubling down on your Lenten penances again. Maybe it's deciding something new. Like I've failed at my Lenten penance to wake up early in the morning. I just can't do it. And after two or three weeks now of trying to say that I would get up between I think it was like five thirty and six every day. I cannot do that, and so I'm adjusting, and mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, I'm setting a, a different penance because it's still a penance for me. Yeah. You know, um, and to not worry about that. I think the the other aspect of it is um, when we kind of come face to face with those failures is to um, to just. Admit them and then entrust them to the Lord. Because there is this tendency then, that I want to be possessive of my failures. I only want to give God the gold stars back. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to receive blessings and I'll give them back, but I really don't want to give God my, my failures, the, the dirtiness of my life. And so you can admit to the failures and then you get possessive of them. And that's where that kind of like identity comes into play and you're like, that inhibits you from accepting praise because you're like, I'm still holding all this failure that nobody sees. But if we get into this place where we can admit the failure, admit our weaknesses, admit the struggles that we have, but then freely give it to the merciful hands of Jesus, then we don't possess that anymore. We're actually in the embrace of our lord at that point.
1: Yeah.
0: And what's better than that?
1: So true. Yeah, I think like a key for me has been to stop taking myself so seriously. There's a certain amount of just being That's like true. wow, I'm not the center of the universe, <laughs> you know? Like this failure is not as catastrophic as I'm making it out to be. That doesn't mean that it wasn't a failure. Yeah. But it's it's I think we need to learn to laugh at ourselves. Like uh, there's there's a day we're literally everything like my my one of my big Lenten things is to take to be more ordered because I can I can really struggle with that Mm -hmm. I can just kind of let the day happen yeah and I had another realization of like my mornings are my sacred time that's usually the time that I have that I can get whatever I need to get done and I cherish that because that's when I do my reading and I you know kind of like have that you know quiet time to myself to introvert and I realized, wait a second, that is my time. And yet when, the, when life happens throughout the day, the first thing that usually goes is my prayer time. Yeah. And so if I know that my mornings I have control over, then I need to give that to God. I can't give the chaos of my day and just like hope that prayer makes it in. So like I've been waking up early to go to mass Been waking up early to do a holy hour now, which is really good. But there is like a day where I like had everything planned out and I'm like, wow, it feels so good to like this, you know, like this is why I need to be more organized and ordered. Literally the whole day just smacked me in my face. Like all these like tiny inconsistencies, weaknesses, like I had my breakfast packed Mm -hmm. and I was ready to go because I'm waking up early. So I'm not going to eat before mass. And that was another thing. Like sometimes I'll just let lunch slide by and I'll forget to eat. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to like.
0: what's that experience like
1: father you i blame you yeah it's true um but like i forgot my lunch or i forgot my breakfast at home so now i'm starving Mm -hmm. i can't really i'm not thinking straight hangry
0: corinne is not a fun corinne it's
1: not a fun corinne it's one of my least favorite it yeah i agree with that so it just but it was like wow i forgot that like all of these reminders of like I'm forgetful. Mm -hmm. I, and it, it wasn't like I failed in huge ways, but it was like all of these things that kept piling over. I'm like, I am a weak human. Like I can't. And it was, it was, I, I felt the invitation to either really get down on myself and be like, you should have done better. This is your fault. Like you need to double down and fix this next time. Like learn your lesson. And then there was like, an invitation to laugh.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
1: And it was really hard, but it's hard to laugh at yourself. But that's what I had to do. I don't do. know. I'm,
0: I'm hilarious.
1: Okay. Well, this also rings a pride. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Good morning. This is Father. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I answered the win. phone this morning. Father <laughs> goes, Good morning. How are you? <laughs> like, who the heck? heck is this
0: because that's so odd that is not how i answer right, any be kind like, of yo yo yeah, what up um no this the that aspect of being able to kind of just laugh yeah. and, and be a little more lighthearted about this is um I don't know, it, it, it's just it that's where kind of true growth and humility comes because that's starting to reveal and manifest the fruits of the holy spirit you know, which are so important. That's where patience is, because I'm having patience with myself. You know, like, I'm able to say like, yep, okay, did that again, instead of, you're such a forgetful person, you're a horrible human being, why would anybody entrust anything to you because you can't keep anything together, you never uh, get things across the finish line, you just, you know, whatever. It's like, no, I have, I can be patient with myself here, you know? Um, Which, yeah, that's important. There, The kind of last thing that I wanna bring up or at least talk about with respect to our failures is um, this aspect that there's a way to um, allow the Lord's victory to take place in this. Mm. And when we talk about our failures, I think there's something because they, they become very personal you don't want to necessarily like advertise your failures in, in a sense. Um, but there's a way to speak to the mercy of God and speak to the glory of God within this context. And there's, there's discretion that's important when talking about our own personal failures. Like you just don't want to be, you know, throwing you know everything out there. But like there's a way to be able to um, speak to the glory of God and allow him to act in, in real ways through our failures. Um, the thing that we've talked about and I've, I've mentioned a number of times is um, some of the lyrics from a new song by Judah from uh, mm-hmm. Judah and the Lion. My favorite, song, uh, he just put out a seven song EP called Seven. If you haven't listened to it yet.
1: It's by Judah, not Judah, Judah and the Lion. Yeah,
0: Judah Akers from Judah and the Lion. Yes. He has a solo project called Judah and the first ep is seven
1: the number, number seven
0: it's amazing it's seven songs of uh new worship songs they're all amazing but the song i am is coming from the divine perspective it's it's god speaking to us mm-hmm. and in the outro it, it has these lyrics and it's i kind of think it, it speaks to this like struggling with failure in how the lord sees our failure Mm -hmm. because I don't I think we all we obsess so much on how we see our failure yeah um that we very rarely think about how the Lord sees our failure
1: yeah
0: because we kind of like (sighs) I mean we 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 project our human sight onto God and think that's how he has to see instead of allowing our sight to be conformed to his divine vision which is a different mode yeah um and so the final, the outro of the song says, when you run away, know that I'll keep pursuing. Your every mistake, just know that I'll use it to break others' chains when you testify to what I've done.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's so beautiful to realize that like, yes, we, we make our mistakes. Yes, we have our failnesses in, or failnesses. <laughs> wow. Weaknesses <laughs> or failures. failures. Mine just happens to be the English language. Yeah, um, well. So we have our failnesses, and then the Lord continues to say, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I'm not thrown off by that, but I will actually allow my victory to be proclaimed through that. And your weakness, your failure will actually be the source of victory in other people's lives, the source of freedom mm-hmm. for somebody else's life that maybe right now is is also suffering. Maybe right now they're asking that question, will the Lord ever hear my prayer?
1: yeah. Well, that's the divine perspective that the saints have. Yes. This is yes. why you can read the greatest saints can say, I am the greatest sinner. And they say that in joy and true humility, that they see the depth of their own human weakness and realize that that is in no way an obstacle for God no. to do great things. And they recognize that their sanctity is not dependent on them, but on God like our sanctity and our holiness is nothing that we can do it's something that we can make ourselves available to receive from god who is first holy yeah and like that is should be such a comfort
0: and this this is kind of why i've learned through kind of the the wrestling with my own failures that i've learned to always and and this happened just last week actually you uh we had a meeting i was kind of off my game you we got off the meeting and you sent me a text immediately and you said, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not doing so well right now. And you're like, what's going on? I'm like, just some perceived failures. And I've learned to like, kind of talk about in that way that like, I'm perceiving this as a failure. I'm feeling the weight of that as a failure, but I know that's just from my perspective. Like I need to be able to bring this this weight that I have, but bring it into the presence of God and say, okay, how does this look in your? yourself? What, what is going on here? Because I'm perceiving this as like catastrophic. But I know that the paradox of human failure is that when it's united to the divine, it's the source of victory. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the incarnation, that is human failure at its pinnacle. But yet it was united to the divinity of God. In, in the humanity of Jesus Christ, and it brought about the redemption of the world.
1: Mm.
0: So I'm like, yes, I'm perceiving this as failure right now. I'm feeling the weight of it, and I'm stumbling. I'm falling. I need Simon to Cyrene. like Who's going to be there to help me carry this because I'm, I'm failing right now? But it's just my perception, and I need to take the time to bring that into God's presence and say, how are you, how are you seeing this right now because I'm, I'm struggling? And so like, that's something that's really helped me is saying like, okay, yeah, I'm perceiving failure right now. Um, that doesn't take it away, that doesn't like alleviate it, but it helps me to recast in kind of, in, in a, a very weird sense, like this does to, and this is where I, lo- I get excited. This gives me a certain kind of authority and control over the situation by giving it to God instead of being that possessive one mm. and holding to the lies of you are out of control. There's nothing you can do to overcome your failure. That's all you are. Yeah. Those are the lies that then control me by by, by me looking at it and saying, no, this is just a perceived failure. And I'm going to surrender that to God. That that has an appropriate uh like kind of control and responsibility to it.
1: Yeah. Well, these are big things and it's hard to even sum this up or wrap this up because there's so much more that we could say about this. Yeah. So maybe let's Let's check back in on how our lints doing towards the end, and I think it would be good to even have a podcast of of this in light of Triduum. In light of
0: yeah, I don't know. There's we may not we may take a break right after Easter.
1: Oh, we're taking a break right after Easter. <laughs> That's not a question. Uh-huh. But we could do something right before Easter. We could. It would be good. Yeah, it would be good.
0: It would be good. Yeah. All right, so we'll wrap it up, and um, yeah, we'll figure out what we're doing on the next episode later. Right. Thank you for joining us and listening to this episode of The Grounded Catholic. We hope that it uh, helps you kind of approach your own failures in the light of the victory of the cross of Jesus Christ and uh, able to grow closer to him in that way. Uh, Speaking of the cross of Jesus, just know that you, our listeners, are in our prayers as we continue on through this Lenten journey, getting closer and closer to the Paschal Mysteries, the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of Jesus. And we ask you to please keep our ministry, our students, in your prayers during this time as well please like and subscribe and share this episode or other episodes of The Grounded Catholic with those that you think would enjoy it. Uh, the, this podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Amazon Music. And all of our episodes can also be found on our website, org slash podcast. That's org slash podcast. Thank you very much and God bless.